The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Immediate reaction to Crystal Palace's 3-2 defeat, 2-3 defeat <laughs> at home at uh, Sellers Park this evening uh, against West Ham. Uh, I'm Matthew, joined by my brother Luke. Luke, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Matthew. Uh, it was nearly a, uh, a magical comeback for Palace there, but um, an entertaining last 15 minutes, should we say, at least, uh, that we've got to talk about. Oh, last seven or so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, before we get into it, because I forgot last time round, uh, <laughs> socials are at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget, you can now get Six Pointer Podcast t-shirts, Luke. Tell them about it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, apparently so. Uh, they were made somewhere in uh, the Far East, I think. Uh, took about four weeks to get to us. But, yeah, they are available. You know, message us to get in touch if anyone wants one. You probably don't. Um, but uh, they will be ridiculously expensive anyway. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want one, be prepared to pay, pay for the nose for it. So, there we go. <laughs> in all seriousness, Six Pointer Podcast t-shirts will be coming soon. We'll, uh, we'll stick a picture up on the socials very soon. Uh, and they won't be outrageously expensive. They will be uh, very fairly priced. So, yeah, coming soon to a uh, an outlet near you. Uh, Happy New Year to all the listeners. Hope you had a good uh, New Year's. Uh, Palace very, very nearly made it a uh, a good New Year's with a, a comeback today. But the first, first things first, um, changes today. Just two for Palace, right? Mm-hmm. Um Luca came back in for Kote, we assume was was either injured or out with COVID related. Uh, and uh, Benteke uh, in for Mateta. Mateta dropping to the bench. A bit harsh, I felt that to be honest with you, because I thought JP yeah. you know showed, showed a good um, uh, performance against Norwich and probably deserved to be starting. Um, but you know, came on anyway and uh, you know did his bit. We were still missing Wilf, which wasn't suspension related. That was the last game. Again, assuming that was an injury or COVID related, right? Yeah. I mean, we yeah, we don't know. Obviously, we, we said before, didn't we, that we're going to lose a few players to to the Afcon. Um, you know, you don't know if sort of people like Cote and Wilf might be isolated for that. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'd be surprised if that was the case. But um, yeah, something to take into consideration. Also, the fact that we're going to miss Jordan like mad. But um, yeah. yeah. So look, started pretty well for Palace. First twenty minutes or so, I felt we were the better team. Started really well, nice and bright, um, which I was surprised by, given you know West Ham fourth in the league. I think they are might be third now, given today's results. I'm not sure. After today, they are fifth. 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 Okay. Well, well how's that work then? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought we did start on the front foot. Um, you know, Jeffrey Stapp and Jordan Ayew again were, were pressing forward and, and creating some opportunities. I think Ayew with good cross for Edward, I want to say, had an early shot in the first 10. Um, Sloppy had the best chance, didn't he? I think that was the best chance. Yeah. I think that was the ball across from Mitchell, I think it was. Uh, no, sorry, Ayew on the right, wasn't it? And then yeah. Sloppy had a, a chance, I think just went wide. Um, but yeah, we started, started really positively, uh, came at the blocks really well. And I think... To be fair, when when they scored on 22 minutes, Antonio's goal, I said to you that was against the run of play and and uh, sort of kind of gutting to to be behind um, after starting so well. I think we did li- we did let him back into the game a little bit though because before I was gu- um, Antonio's goal, um, Vicente Guaita with a, an outstanding triple save. It was almost Sproni-esque, wasn't it? I mean, the th- first one was a decent stop and then he sort of clambered back and scooped the ball away. And I think maybe Lanzini came with another header and he managed to get up and get that away. And that really sort of 
the crowd got up uh, for that one um, and then it was only a couple minutes later that they got their, their goal I think it was Antonio crossing and then he sort of towed it it probably had a bit too much power um, and it was quite close to Guaita to react and it went underneath him in the end it, it, I think maybe but um, I can't really see anyone blaming the keeper for that one can you? No so I think the, the, the save you're referring to I think it was um, crossed to the to the back post and Antonio was sort of in the middle wasn't he and he, he shot Goto got there uh, really quickly and then got back up I think it was Ben Rama's follow up I think there was a third one actually like you're saying there um, and then and then yeah it was that was sort of after 15 minutes or so and then yeah 22-23 minutes um, uh, sort of a good a good stretch out from Antonio to steer the ball home I think Anderson was a bit slow um, I think um, he kind of well, he beat him to the ball didn't I think it was he? Guy actually Guy he lost his man I think Antonio might got behind him no I think I think it was Anderson okay. um, and um, uh, I think I think you, yeah but he lost Anderson and then he sort of popped behind Guy right. didn't he okay. um, good ball in from, from Ben Rama from I think it was from the right hand side um, I'm not sure what the celebration was about. There was kind of a dive on the floor, and no then idea. sort of someone no riding someone's back, and, and so on and so forth. But not yeah, and then it was very quickly. What was it? Three, four minutes after that, it was two 0 wasn't it? Um, we didn't really switch back on after the the goal, and Declan Rice picks the ball up on the halfway line. I think it, it was inside his own half. I thought it was actually. Yeah, yeah. and he just ran, ran and ran and ran. Forty yards, I think, which is what he does really well. He's a great player, right? And um, found Lanzini and kind of bobbles up in front of him and he smashes it what a finish what great, a finish great, great control it must, it must be said good good feet I think he leaves Anderson for dead with a little little, little shimmy and then yeah I mean what a goal um, If that, that's got to be you know we'll be first of the month already and that's a goal of the month contender for me absolutely fantastic finish um, but yeah disappointing to see the uh, defence part so easily he seemed to have a hell of a lot of space from one little shimmy but um you know, West Ham were in the ascendancy there, and you're sort of wondering, oh bloody hell, you know, how, how many is this going to be? Uh, Palace have a history recently of conceding goals in quick concession, so um, I was a little bit worried at that point, if I'm honest. How many are we going to ship here, if I'm honest? Well, Lanzini always scores against us, and I think the stat is five goals against us. Um, he's our, our bogey player, as they say. Mm. I'm not sure if we you, you can give much opinion on it because it was at the other end, but Benteke called for a penalty a couple of minutes after that. I think it was arms around him. John, it might have been Johnson. Uh, yeah, see anything uh, of that? No, I, I saw a shout from the White Horse, but yeah, too far away for me to to, to, to to really say anything. But I think the next notable moment was probably uh, Edward. Yeah, across the bar. Yeah, it, it looked like a Yaboa finish, but unfortunately the ball off the underside of the bar came out after a good work again. For, I think it was Ayu who or Schlupp. Yeah, who, it, was who, like, it was Ayu. Ayu, Ayu who who cut it back yeah. in. Um, and if that goes in, I mean, look, you're 2-1 going into the sort of half-time period. Uh, and then yeah we've we've got to talk about VAR haven't we well before that Benteke did well in the box uh, had a shot Fabianski saved it um, I think um, Tyrick Mitchell did well for us to keep West Ham uh, out as well uh, yeah and then look the VAR thing right so you, you said based on uh, seeing the replay you felt it was a handball I mean look, first thing to say in, in real time didn't see it I saw West Ham shouting for it and surrounding the referee, but I didn't see what it was all about. And I was a bit surprised when they stopped the play because I thought to myself, wang on, I, I didn't see it. it was in the box anyway, but obviously it was. Um, and I mean, even if it was on the line, then that still counts as on, in, in the box, doesn't it, I think. Um, but yeah, seeing the replay, for me, he's the ball's bounced and he's put his arm out to try and control the ball and bring it down. Um and his, his arm is therefore in an unnatural position and he's controlled the ball with his arm but you don't think that's the case 
I felt it came up and, and, and hit his arm rather than he was controlling it. I felt he le leapt in the air. His arm is right, was it right arm, wasn't it? His right arm yeah. is therefore in the air because he's thrown his, his arm up to, to get his to get the lift from the ground. And as part of that, the balls hit him on the arm rather than using his arm to control the ball. And I think there was also a debate, again, we're going on text from our listeners on, on this, but there was also a debate about whether or not it was in the box or just on, on the line. I think like you say, if it's on the line, it's mm. in the box, right? They give it as a penalty. I think like, like we said um, when it happened, the minute that the ref is called to go and look yeah, at it that's, that's it, it right yeah. they're not going to not no. um, give it after that because someone sat in a studio and watched it multiple times without 20 or 1000 people screaming at them right so it would take a strong referee to then go against his colleagues and say no sorry you know I, I, I was wrong but yeah I, I, for me for me, it's, it's disappointing because I, I do think it was a stupid thing for Luca to do because for me he's angled his body towards it as if he was going to chest it but his chest wasn't there his arm was there so it's a deliberate movement towards the ball Either way, you know, it's a penalty in the nine, in the, in the what was it, five? 48th minute. 48th minute or something yeah, stupid like that. Already 2 0 down, yeah, it's kind of a killer. game set match, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and interestingly, we didn't make any subs at half time, and West Ham did, no, for some reason, but we, minute, yeah, we, we, we didn't, which was surprising. Um, but again, you know, fair play to us. We did come out and, and relatively give it a go in the second half. I think we, we said towards the end of the game, it felt like West Ham had managed the second half really well. They were moving really well as, as, a, as a unit, you know. This is obviously why they're so high up in the league, and you know, obviously, I know they're, they're balancing Europe as well. Um, but yeah, as, as a unit, they were moving as, as you know, blocks of four or five across the pitch really well. Obviously, a really well drilled, drilled team. And every chance that we had, I think I turned to you about sort of 75 minutes in and I said, This isn't going to be Edouard's day. He had so many chances where he was off balance, or you know, he was fair play to him, he didn't give up, you know, keep taking pot shots, but it was just going everywhere but <laughs> on target, really. I think I, I said to you we could have had a hat-trick yeah. by the point. I think there was one in the second half, uh, about 10, 15 minutes in, that kind of, oops, going off, that uh, kind of bubbled up in front of him and he yeah. was sort of falling over as he shot and he did end up in the stands. Yeah, it was one, it was it felt like it was one of those games for him. Mateta came on, I think about half an hour or so to go. Yeah. Uh, looked really, really mobile, was putting himself out in space. I think that was disappointing for Benteke today that he wasn't really finding the space. He wasn't right. making the moves to, to create opportunities and space for us. So... I was disappointed with his performance today, I think. Um, I think Mateta definitely had a shout to, to, to start the, the Mill, next game. Yeah, Millwall uh, game, I think he certainly has. I mean, yeah, for me, he, he came on and he was immediately pointing, you know, where he wanted the ball. And unfortunately, that was a, a bane of a lot of Palace fans' frustration today that we didn't go long. You know, when you had Benteke, who's six foot three, Mateta came on six foot four. The, the game was crying out to go long, you know, especially if you're chasing the game. And that was frustrating um, because he was pointing you know I want it here I want it here I want it here and he was yeah good movement like you said something that I think had been um, a criticism of, of Mateta in the past you know his movement has, has certainly improved for, uh, from, from my mind and yeah it was, was uh, a physical presence um, at one point you know we had Ayu, Benteke, Matete and Edouard all up front for about a 10 minute period didn't we? Well it's a question for you 15 minutes to go Last final sub, Elise is already on by this point, I think. Mm. Uh, Reader World's brought on. Why, why didn't he bring on Eze? Strange one, though. I, I, I don't know. Um, the cynic in me perhaps says, you know, that this is chance for Reader World to get his, his move away, maybe a, a loan or a, a transfer, yeah, and put him in a shop, shop window a little we, bit. We've got 15 minutes to go. We're 3 0 down uh, and, and, you know, pressing press to try and get something out of the game. 
It's got to be more than that. I, I, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm, well, it's, I'm it certainly wasn't a te- te- uh, tactical change, was it? Because it was no. a straight swap for Husey. So it's a yeah. DM for DM. So yeah, I, yeah, odd one. I don't really understand it. I don't really know what he brought to the game either. I, don't, I can't tell you if he made a, a notable contribution, if I'm honest. Um, I'm not, if I'm honest, I'm not his, his biggest fan. I think he's had a few decent performances last season. He, he, I think it was around January time, wasn't it? He came back into the team and had a Newcastle decent run. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I didn't really understand that stuff. That that was an odd one. Um, but look, look, seven minutes to go, eighty-third minute. Mm. Uh, we we get one back. Uh, Eddie, Eddie finally gets his goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Elise crossed it from the right-hand side, and Eddie sticks his boot out, and um, and it's and it's in the back of the net. Um, uh, were you thinking at that point we have a chance here? Consolation, I felt, if I'm honest. Um, but then a couple of minutes after that, I think AU did a really good cross for Edward at the back post that he just sort of couldn't make um, and after that chance I thought that was it if I'm honest I thought that it, it was over then um, but look, credit to Palace who kept pressing and kept pressing and won a free kick um, just offside off the uh, edge of the box in boy that must have been what 90th minute 92nd minute it must have yeah, been yeah it was right the last knockings wasn't it yeah uh, again Elise sort of uh, yeah, crossed it in from the right hand side I think it was the foul on IU wasn't it which was yes. completely knackered him he was hobbling around for the last sort of four or five minutes after that yeah, couldn't um, could he but uh, but yeah, Elise's uh, cross sort of just goes over everyone really, and sort of ended up at the back of the net. I don't there's a touch on it at all. It was, no. it was his goal, right? Straight in, and I think Fabianski was sort of flat-footed there, expecting uh, either a defender or someone to get a touch on it, and just goes straight in the back of the net. And ah, oh, the roof came off Celeste yeah, at yeah, that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my my Apple Watch is telling me that I need to go somewhere else because it was too loud. Yeah, under decibels, in it? under decibels, apparently. Yeah, Celeste, yeah. So, uh, I must say though, Palace, Palace fans today were fantastic. Yeah. I think going going into halftime three 0 you know, we really got behind the team second half and I don't think the players can have asked for any more than than they got from the from the supporters today. I think when that first goal, you know, the three one went in, mm. the the place really did lift and, you know, it was continuous backing of the of the of the players. Yeah. Um yeah, and then, then then you think he holds the ball up four minutes, come on, we've got a chance. I think there was a it was a pass back shout yes. uh, that I think was was looked at from VAR but pretty quickly sort of dealt with um and uh, and yeah we I don't think we had anything after that did we it was kind of West Ham yeah continually saw out the game in a sort of professional manner and we'll be very happy with three points on New Year's Day as a, an away team but you know probably probably felt they shouldn't have been holding on so closely at the end as they were well Mateta I think could have made himself an absolute hero couldn't he with a, well, yeah. almost the last kick of the game sort of thing uh, almost a kind of a backwards scissors kick I would say sideways bicycle uh, kick one, 90 yeah. degree angle one wasn't it yeah it was well about a foot wide and if that gone in unbel- the place would have really I mean yeah absolute limbs that would have been but um, yeah fair play for him to get in, get in the position and giving Palace fans that little bit of hope for that split second before it whistled past the, the, the far post you've got to say you know, they gave it a go it's a shame we left it so late to yeah. give it a, a real go but I thought second half we huffed and puffed West Ham did very very well to manage the, the game out professionally and it, yeah, it was just disappointing that it did end 2-3 and that we didn't manage to get a third goal because that would have been an absolutely fantastic way to to finish the, the first game of, uh, of 2022 for us yeah and uh, look, looking forward we've got <laughs> two massive games coming up you know especially for Palace fans you know Millwall in the cup away uh, early kick off on the next Saturday and then a Brighton game on a Friday night God knows why that's a Friday night that's asking for trouble but um, yeah two, two, two big games for Palace really now coming up um, the... I've got two great stats before we finish this game Go two on, great bro. stats for you that I've nicked from the BBC uh, website cheating right? Yeah, yeah. I've got this for credit, credit BBC Sport on this one. Um, we move level alongside Bolton as the team in the Premier League to play the most New Year's Day matches without ever winning. 
We've, <laughs> we've drawn three, lost three. Right. And Bolton have drawn two, lost four. So BBC clearly aren't remembering the uh, the classic match that I mentioned to you earlier. There was Stefan Everson towering a header against Preston. Not Premier League. Oh, true. But still, I mentioned for that because it's Stefan Everson's only goal for Palace, that was, I think. But another great stat for you. It's Palace's first league home defeat on New Year's Day. We've won seven, drawn six, and this is the first one we've lost. Great stat. Great, great stats. Um, look, you know, as you say, we move onwards and upwards. Massive FA Cup game against Millwall. Unfortunately, we couldn't get tickets to, to go to it, so we'll be... Uh, be on the on the on the box watching that one, mm. uh, and then yeah, uh, a Friday night game um, against against Brighton uh, away. So two two really big games to, to come. Um, we'll bring you all, bring you all away on the pod. We'll be reaction to the action uh, on those two games, bruv. Before before we do to go, your prediction for the Mill game. What are you thinking? You know what? I'm gutted. I couldn't get tickets. You know the website froze up on me, and then a minute later I tried to go back in and I couldn't get them. But I said to you, this is. In my lifetime, you know, apart from the George Endar over the Casey Keller game, 1994, <laughs> like 5-4-1 there, this is the chance I really see us smashing them. Um, I'm going to put my neck on the line there and go 4-0 Palace. Oh, my Come God. on, Palace. Uh, JPM with all four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a coffee bit now. <coughs> oh, dear. Sorry, that's funny. Um, I'm in a completely different space to you. I, I just... Millwood is so good in the cup. It's on telly. Oh, I'm really worried about it, but the main thing is it has to be seen out on that day, doesn't it? Because because yep, of the, no the, the situation, no replays, right? Could be so, penalties. Could be penalties at Millwall. Can you imagine believe that, it? Imagine that. Uh, yeah. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for a positive result for Palace, and then yeah. another big game uh, away at Brighton. So yeah, we're back with you for for that game next weekend. Uh, until then, at Six Pointer Podcast uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and don't forget to tell a friend, tell a friend, uh, share, like, comment, uh, and do please keep getting in touch. Thanks for all your messages. Happy New Year, happy 2022. Happy New Year. Uh, and uh, hopefully a positive year for the Palace. Uh, and as always, up, up the, the palace. palace. Up the Palace. Up to Palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Uh-huh.